He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now. Oh, technology is just, it, it solves so many problems, right? Like from short-term rental to indoor air quality, all kinds of different fun things. Welcome to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast where we discuss all things hospitality, hotels, and business. You can find us online at slicktalkthepodcast.com and on every podcast listening platform. All right, everybody, welcome back to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. Again, I'm your host, Will Slickers, and this is a fun episode because this guest uh, is a special guest. We had him on, man, when was the last time you were on the show? I would say... It's like June or something, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, June. Yeah. Yeah, so today we have Michael, um, who is the co-founder of Operto and Airset, um, but you're also a man of many trades. You have a lot of hobbies in the... Uh, technology space. We also have short-term rentals. Uh, you're you're just incredibly well vast in spread throughout the industry. So it's really cool to, and exciting to have you back on the show. Um, for also a lot of the listeners that may not know, your first episode with when you were talking about Operto and what you guys were building and doing there, um, actually still the top listened episode ever out of Slick Talk history. So it's pretty cool to have my number one guest back on the show. <laughs> That's that's really exciting. Yeah, I was because Aperta so you know needed in the industry. Everyone's trying to get get their leg up, and I think that's the way. Of course, yeah. No, I was yeah. like, I'm probably gonna uh, shoot myself in the foot for saying my number one guest as well. But uh, to all my <laughs> other guests I've been on the show, you guys are great. Number numbers are numbers. It's not about <laughs> personality. It's just a lucky day, I think. Yeah, that's probably who knows. Who knows? Maybe it's just a good good yeah. time to publish a podcast. But man, Michael, catch us up to what you are doing in in life. Um, obviously, like you said, June's the last time we talked, so a lot has happened when it comes to uh, different countries and regulations and vaccines and no vaccines and yeah, everything. So kind of catches up to the speed of where you're at and what you're doing. Well, yeah, to, I mean, the la- this week's been a great week. I mean, my my mother, my grandmother, she got her first dose of the vaccine in Saskatchewan. So that's very exciting. Uh, my kids are going to sign up for, for summer camps and stuff. So you know, the horizon is there. We can, we can see it now, um, which is very different than when we talked in June, yeah. we were sort of like, oh, we'll have an okay summer. <laughs> but There wasn't really a horizon to this, right? Like um, not now we're now we're now it's clearly coming. So that's been, that's been great. Um, I've been, since I left a, uh, Operto in October, I did the uh, hotel.school um, uh, courses. So I taught the technology section with Cliff uh, Johnson from rented.com uh, and AJL was, was, uh, so Simon Lehman, who you, you've met before, oh, yeah. right? He's you been a great, to... great guest on the show. We've done many collaborations yeah. in the, in yes. the, yeah. Recent Simon's months. yes. Simon's amazing. So, uh, so he got, he got me involved in that. And so I helped out with that. Um, I've also been helping out with a, uh, a company called Restavio. Um, and, the reason I'm keeping sort of like tiny fingers in is just because I'm really interested in, in how technology um, creates better operations. Um, and Restavio is really, and one of the things I saw was I wanted to work with them because uh, the, the two co-founders, Don Kim and Ed Say, are probably the, some of the two, like Ed especially, he runs something like 400 properties in Japan with like, you know, a, a ratio of uh, 60 uh, uh, units to one employee. Um, so like, well, obviously using Operto and, yeah. you know, the high, you know the, some of the best PMPs out there 
or PMSs out there. So I just, I really want to work with them and I really want to try to help focus them. Um, Cause I think a lot of what I saw when I was at Aperto was that a lot of companies tend to try to do what I call boil the ocean, which is they will try to be a hotel brand and an operations brand, and then they'll build their own software and they'll build their, so it's one of those things where it's a very difficult thing to execute on all of those things at once. Um, and so what I said was, okay, you're really good at managing guests and managing operations. Just do that, manage operations, manage guests, have someone else manage the client, like the owners mm. of the properties, right? Um, so I would say that they are kind of like um, like Ambridge, if you've ever heard of Ambridge. Yeah. So definitely. most people, it like like you you we've heard of Ambridge, right? Because yeah. we're in the industry, but the average person has no idea who Ambridge oh, yeah. is. <laughs> but Ambridge probably was running the last Hyatt you were in, definitely. right? Yep. Um, definitely they were, right? Yeah. So that's that's kind of the idea. Is Ristavio's sort of a next gen, um, uh, you know version of that of Ambridge. So that's that's been fun helping them. I've also been helping another company um, called Roost, which is sort of the opposite end of that spectrum. They're really, really good at managing owners. They have a strong uh, real estate connections, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so they just, you know, it's sort of like a pass off. It's like a yeah. like a relay race, right? <laughs> Get the inventory and then hand it off to the guy who runs and puts the guests in beds. Yeah. So that's been fun. Yeah, no, that's, those guys. that's incredible. And we've, yeah. So like to go back to the beginning um, with just hotel.school um, for anyone who's listening, GMH 2020, will get you a good discount at hotel.school to get a course. But um, it's been really cool to see that initiative come into flourishing and see um, that. So what was that like working with Cliff? Uh, how did that go for setting up a studio and becoming a, like a virtual teacher for a virtual school that's, you know, cha- yeah, changing it- hotel and vacation rentals? It was really interesting. So I uh, recorded everything in Vancouver on a green screen. Um, you know, and while I had the the group from Switzerland on the other line, just, you know, video call. And then Cliff had just a tremendous difficulty trying to get his session recorded. So his is actually an avatar. Huh. So it's not actually Cliff physically. It's so cool. Um, his is, it's so it looks you know, you'd think it was him, but it's not. Interesting. So like, super cool, like yeah, a cartoon avatar or does it look like? No, like a person. It looks Whoa. like a real, it looks, well, I mean, if you know him, yeah. you, you wouldn't know it's not him. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So it's, what for, a time. And it's perfect for a technology uh, course, right? <laughs> yeah. For one of the teachers to be an avatar. <laughs> yeah. No, it was like one step closer to holograms, you know, the, the yeah. virtual Star Wars, like futuristic hologram we're just going to be teleporting virtually basically yeah and so coordination with him is mostly you know like, like this you know over yeah. zoom or what have you um and then by email and then you know we'd share a, a google doc and we'd be passing around the way that we would we didn't want to overlap uh in each other's content yeah so he he i mean he focused on um sort of big data Mm. Um, which I love. I mean, yeah. I love it, but he's way, he's a way better person to talk about big data and um, sort of like having Andrew Kitchell, right? Like yeah. that's a guy who you'd want to have yeah. talk about pricing dynamics and, and data in the space. It's not me. They would definitely <laughs> be one of those two guys, right? Yeah. So he, he covered that. I'm more of the sort of like ops mm. sort of um, person when it comes to uh, using technology. Well, like you, you and I were talking the other day about, uh, yeah. you know, mix max and yeah, yeah. table. And <laughs> that's the stuff that I, that's, that's fun for me. 
No, I was going to say, and they complement each other very well, especially with Cliff and the amount of access to data that they have with Rented and what they're doing. It's just, I can only yeah. imagine, right? That's just probably super, super intense. And I, I imagine it as like the Matrix, right? You got like a bunch of green numbers and black screen in the background just flying around and all these sounds going. It's probably yeah. pretty intense. Yeah, it's it's really intense, and um, yeah, no, but and I, but I am I'm fascinated in data. I'm be, I'm better at speaking in data when it comes to air quality these days, though, because that's sort of the matrix that I've been looking at yeah. is air quality data. So yeah, yeah. I was gonna say yeah. as we as we should be obviously for the current uh, situation. Um, yeah. For for hmm. so we're we're we've talked about hotel school, um, you know, Restavio, and now so kind of tells walk us behind what Airset is. Um, you're, you've you've co-founded Operto, which is focused on ops and yeah. optimization of the properties, you know, functions, you know, thermostats, um, all these types of stuff. But now, what is Airset? Mm-hmm. Airset is um, is similar-ish in that it's also IoT, Internet of Things devices. Um, one of the devices that uh, we use it at, at Operto is we call it. Um, it's kind of like they use it as a party squasher. So it, uh, it has yeah. four sensors on it. The two most useful bits are um, CO2, which is uh, carbon dioxide, which is what you breathe out, not to be confused with carbon monoxide. Yeah. That's the one that's going to kill you. <laughs> um, carbon monoxide is also not great for you, but won't kill you. Um, well, at really high levels, it could. It's you know 10,000 parts per million, but that's a different story. Um, like that's a crazy number, by the way. <laughs> like, it's a really crazy number. Outdoor outdoor air is in Vancouver, like where we are. We have yeah. really great air quality. It's like three hundred and fifty parts per million. Okay. Um, you know, like New York's probably five hundred and fifty, right? So ten thousand mm. is, yeah, that's a very high number. It's very hard to get to that number. I was gonna say that's, um, uh, that's like when the Noise Aware team tried to explain to me, you know, decibel levels and how that works yes. inside a, a building. And like, I was like, no way, there's, that's the only difference between a 10 decibels is this and that. And it's, it can be pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. The sound. So the, the other one that it had on there was sound. And you're right. Sound is an, is an interesting one because it's almost like the Richter scale. Mm, so for every yeah. little one you go up, it's actually a tenfold increase. Um, so those are the two sensors that, uh, we're the most useful in figuring out a party, right? No, noise is going to tell you a bit. And uh, CO2, because we breathe it out, is going to tell you. It's a, it's a really good proxy for how many people are in a space. Mm. Yeah, so um, so that's what we were using it for. And one of the things, like I've been looking at indoor air quality because my background is obviously in um, sort of like I'm a buildings guy. Yeah. So the first company that I founded is a company called Edge Consultants um, with my business partner, Owen Hayes. Who is a, and Owen is one of the sort of best energy simulation perform. I would call, I like, we say energy simulation, but it's like building performance simulation people that I've ever, that I've ever, ever met with, which is why we partnered back in 2015. And um, so that is actually where Operto was sort of uh, born, was inside of Edge, because I think I mentioned last time that I was, you know, looking at hotels and going, oh my God, it's like, same energy profile as an outpatient hospital. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it was, Owen, and it was Owen that told me that, right. <laughs> and Owen figured it out. So, um, you know, I've, I've always loved working with him. And so I like, I really like solving building problems. And so for me, the building problem that I've always been most passionate about is indoor air quality. And it's because a lot of different reasons. Like, so I grew up in the trades. My dad, uh, actually my dad was in the military. 
which is probably why I'm okay. as hardworking as you. Yeah, 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 you know? of course. People yeah. with, with with military backgrounds yeah. work very hard and can multitask. That's where I definitely think I got it from. In the beginning, like, if you met me at 18, 17, you'd be like, man, yeah. this guy's a bum. But I think that definitely, <laughs> <laughs> that definitely shifted everything for me. Yeah, the military or a military father really, like, kicks butt. Yeah. Like, you do a podcast a day now, right? Yeah, this month, uh, March, we're doing one episode every weekday. Uh, just because I have so much content that if I went once a week or did whatever my normal schedule was, it would take months to get done. As I'm yeah, I mean record, that's so. that's just amazing, honestly. <laughs> that's pretty impressive. Yeah, it's been, and it's probably the military that helped you get that organized too, right? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I, my Google Calendar yeah. is so color coded and and detailed that yeah. my girlfriend pretty much is like, I don't know how you like do anything i'm like well it's i i tell you how i do everything it's right here in my life i guess planned out to the second uh so yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's pretty detail oriented yeah. and that's that's same with me like that's why i like you know I'm, my schedule is kind of like that because i have my father sort of training and all this yeah. stuff and so i grew up in, in the trades my dad was a general contractor um and we i mean back in the 70s 80s 90s we didn't know anything about air quality like no. i remember ripping out asbestos we didn't know what it was <laughs> Right. I think we had like the paper masks, on, but nothing else like we. And so my uh, so my my dad uh, drywaller for a really long time. So it takes 30 years times 12 hours a day. Yeah. Um, and that's a lot of drywall dust. Yeah. Um, and so his lungs are pretty messed up. Especially because um, so of the he, insulation, you know, yeah, fiberglass and other things like that. There's, and, yeah, there's yeah. fiberglass in the, it. It's even just a particulate matter, right? Yeah. Like if you're exposed, it's like chronic um, exposure to anything is not good for you, right? Mm -hmm. um, so he had chronic exposure to massive amounts of drywall dust. So one of his, you know, his, his lung is probably like, like a quarter full of drywall dust and you can't really vacuum it out. So it's one of those things where he's sort of got diminished lung capacity already. Um, and he's like, he's had that now for, I would say, close to 15, 20 years. Mm -hmm. um, so he spends a lot of his time in Mexico. And he does that because in Saskatchewan, where I'm from and where he lives, it gets really, really cold and mm -hmm. really, really dry, which is very, very hard on your lungs, um, especially when you're at diminished capacity. Yeah. Um, and then my son also has asthma. He was, he was sort of born with asthma. He's been part of an asthma study for the last almost nine years. Oh, wow. So um, I'm just, I'm really fascinated by it because it's one of those things that we just haven't done well yet. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, We've, we've gotten some pretty energy efficient buildings. We've gotten some buildings that are net zero energy. We've done all kinds of cool things in buildings, <clears throat> but we have not really nailed the air quality thing, which is sad yeah. <laughs> for so many reasons, right? For human wellness, right? Especially like the stat that always blows me away is I don't drink very much water. I should drink close to six liters a day. I probably drink closer to one, <laughs> but okay. You drink one to six liters of water a day. You probably drink six. I drink one, um, but you breathe eight liters of air every single sec every single minute wow so failures of every minute yeah already over the amount you're supposed to drink every day yeah yeah, yeah. well over but it's every minute yeah right so the fact that we almost we know so little about what's in the air is and and what we're breathing is it's really it's astounding so if you think about how it. did how did this fascination turn into what airset is doing and what you guys are kind of trying to build I, and we before our even recording, you were telling me about you know business mm -hmm. um, 
you know, business offices, like office buildings and yeah. uh, you know work product productivity and all these certain things that go behind this. And so what, what have you guys built and been doing with this? Like, and also I want to know your findings exactly to be like, to be honest, I'm, I'm actually really fascinated now. Yeah, no, there's uh, a lot hidden in air. You know, what's kind of funny is the best analogy I can give to air. It's invisible, like it's invisible. There's a lot of stuff in it. And air data is a little bit like um, pricing data, right? <laughs> like it's kind of invisible, but when you collect enough and you start looking at it in reports, you go, wow, that's really eye-opening. Um, look at how much money is being left on the table. Yeah. Um, and with air quality, it really is money left on the table. Um, that's an interesting and I don't way to think look at it. Realize it. Yeah, it's 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 ac- that's actually it's it's full on. Um, so one of the stats that blew me away. So we started researching it when we were. Um, this was around the time that Operta was starting to take off. I was still working with the guys at Edge, and uh, Owen was giving a presentation at uh, at, a, at a local architectural office. And he was, he and I were both there and we were both just struggling sort of just to stay awake, <laughs> right? You've, you've had that feeling where you're somewhere oh, yeah. and you're like, why am I so sleepy? Every military briefing I've ever been in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Room full of <laughs> yeah, people. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So CO2 is just, you know, it's climbing and slamming and slamming. And so finish it and we both say to each other, that was rough. Like, what's the, what is the CO2 level in here? Um, And so uh, we'd found a a good IoT sensor, um, actually the same one that Operto uses. And uh, we we threw it in there and it was well above 1300 parts per million. Like it was close to like 2000 parts per million. Dang. It should be like 950. Yeah. Didn't you say like where we're at is like 350-ish? 350s outside. outside so uh, like a good indoor space yeah. should be about 950 let's okay. call it okay it, it should never go above a thousand so this was double what it should be. <laughs> yeah yeah and so you know and this and the studies show that you will have a 24 percent reduction in productivity at 1300 parts per million right so you can imagine what this was costing them <laughs> and and so you you couldn't really go in there and say, hey guys, like we think it's it feels stuffy in here. We think that you should do something. We had to get the data. So we got them the data and they were like, oh, whoa, that's not a good number. How do we fix this? Um, Owen, you know, was pretty, pretty clever at this kind of stuff. And he just sort of looked at the thermostat and said, you know, that's a really old thermostat. I bet you it runs off of temperature only. So what's happening is that when the space gets up to, you know, room temperature, mm-hmm. the system just kind of turns off, right? And as, and, a, and a room gets up to room temperature really quick with a bunch of people in it, right? And there were about 45 people in this office, 45 to 50. Um, so it would shut off at like, let's, let's say the system would shut off at 11 a.m. And after that, it's just <laughs> the air that's in there, <laughs> right? Not, no other outside air is coming in except for when the door opens every once in a while. Wow. So he put an Ecobee thermostat on there and just set the fan to run every 30 minutes. And uh, boom, that did it. Never went above a thousand after that. Wow. So the fix, the fix wasn't crazy, but you like, so the, the, you know, the fix is a $300 thermostat, right? Mm -hmm. And then it's set the right way, but that saved them basically $2,500 a day. Like if you take lost labor, like, and I'm, and I'm not even using the 24% number, I'm, I'm using just 10, mm. right? If you said there was a 10% reduction in, um, in productivity because people were, um, well, CO2 is the worst one, right? Because it's fatigue and dizziness. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, it's, 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 a, it's an instantaneous payback. <laughs> like, and so when we realized that it was literally like a, a minute, a minute payback <laughs> on installation of device, it's runtime and then any fixes, um, it was like, yeah, we just, we need to figure out a way to be, to be building something around this yeah. platform. So what are you guys building around yeah. this? Because I can only imagine maybe like one, the difference that the employees were feeling after just a simple $300 thermostat, yeah. <laughs> the fan on 30 minutes at a time. Yeah. Just every 30 minutes just runs for 10 minutes. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. Exactly. So what, yeah. what are you guys now building around this? Like what's the goal to, uh, obviously I think it definitely is going to apply to the office buildings and stuff like that. You guys are experimenting and finding this information in, but w- yeah. what's this, this now product, I guess, is there a product behind the, the, the findings? Yeah, the the product is really the data. It's like it, you know, it's kind of like wheelhouse, right? Like it's yeah, the data. I love that. Um, and and where we collect the data from is a variety of different IoT sensors. We're we're sensor, sort of like what I said with Operto. We're sensor agnostic, but we've well we've curated the sensors we're using really well. Um, and because AirSet's really focused on commercial buildings, yeah. it's it's a it's a pretty robust commercial sa- sensor. Um, it's not sort of three measurement points it's 13 to 20 um there's a lot of invisible stuff in there <laughs> a imagine, lot of imagine that. Stuff in here. What's that yeah imagine that while we're in the middle of a global pandemic no big deal no exactly <laughs> exactly yeah. so yeah that's um so that's that's what we've done so we we have uh, sensors that we use um well it's kind of there's also an aspect to this of Think of, oh, you're, oh, you're way too young to remember this. <laughs> you probably weren't even born. Sorry, well, I'm going to no, okay. But um, early days of sort of like companies getting computers, mm-hmm. they barely knew how to set them up, which is where sort of managed IT services really sort of took off. Um, so we're doing a portion of that because this is still early days of yeah. IoT sensors, early days of connecting them. Um, in a lot of the businesses we're working with, um, like for example, banks were not allowed to connect to their Wi-Fi network. Mm. So now we have to create a managed sort of cellular network along the side. Um, so we, we so we manage that portion as well. And then we've also got you know a dashboard and reporting. So you know same same as like you get a revenue report, we give yeah. you an air quality report with KPIs, and they're very in, it's similar in that regard. That's really yeah. interesting. I love the I love the wheelhouse analogy, it's just because I think it's like it's just a pool of data from a, all these certain touch points. On, exactly. Yeah, everything, which yeah. then can help you make adjustments as needed, or even find ways to automate those adjustments to correct themselves as things change. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. So we have we have an API which we um, which we make available to like the controls contractors, mm-hmm. um, so that they can. Yeah, more like it's you'd be surprised how not smart buildings are. Like <laughs> yeah. if you think about it, they're not smart because they only have two points of data that they're dynamic on. And usually it's only one. Like in that example I, I gave you at first, it was temperature, nothing else. So how can a building be smart when it only has one piece of data that it's trying to, you know, make changes on? It's like temperature and temperature alone um, is just not a good enough measurement because uh, like especially like, I've learned a great deal about, especially during the pandemic. I was joking with someone who is in the world of cleaning, mm-hmm. um, especially cleaning units. I said the amount of hand sanitizer and bleach and that kind of stuff that we were using is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, yet it, this is an airborne virus. Yeah. 
like no one thinks about cleaning the air. Um, yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like you're probably going to do a better job by throwing in a humidifier and opening the windows mm. than for bleaching every surface for you yeah. know 20 minutes. Well, I was going to say, because like the cleaning aspect, yeah. you know, you're like, you're supposed to wipe down stuff. Like that's pretty normal and standard. Yeah, yeah. But exactly. the bleach and the sanitizer, that's a lot of chemicals oh. in the air. Um, yeah. The number one, like not the number one complaint, but even when I was operating and managing a hotel, the complaint would be when people would check if they're very, you know, smell sensitive. Chemically sensitive. Yeah. yeah. They, they would be like, yo, I can't be in that room. That room needs to air out. Like even if yeah. the room was unoccupied for that whole day, no one, no one stayed the night. No one checked in. It was just clean the day before. People, yeah. That's a really sensitive thing for a lot of people. Yeah. My wife is chemically sensitive. So we've had a couple hotels where we've walked in and she's gone. I'm instantly allergic. Yeah. And we just have to get another room because of what they were cleaning with. And that's, that's, that's what I mean. This is the balance, right? Right. Like you've increased the space with VOCs. So volatile organic chemicals, um, which, you know, again, in, you know, in high doses also very bad for you at a thousand parts per million. It's a 26% reduction in your ability to remember things. Like you just, you, you have a real difficulty. It really, really heavily affects your memory. Wow. um, VOCs. Um, and then chronic exposure to certain types of it, like formaldehyde, for example, um, which is one component of VOCs. Yeah, that can lead to asthma. Like that's the thing that they're studying um, in my son's asthma study or is, you know, like how often was he exposed to, you know, throughout his life to, you know, um, and there's formaldehyde and everything. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's in a lot of stuff. Like the FEMA trailer um, problem after uh, Katrina where everyone got really, do you remember that yeah, like early? Yeah. yeah. Everyone got really sick. Yeah. That's formaldehyde. Dang. So basically what was happening was both phenol and urea formaldehyde were off gassing simultaneously from mostly it was millwork. Hmm. It was the millwork inside of these trailers and people were getting, I mean, you can get adult onset uh, asthma, you know, from formaldehyde alone. So, you know, full grown adults who'd never had cases of asthma, asthma were getting full on asthma. Wow. Um, from these trailers so this is like early what a, yeah so you know not even 15 years ago right mm-hmm. yeah i was gonna say yeah. like maybe 12 10 12 years 10? ago yeah. yeah this is what i mean like yeah. the 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 reality is we just we just so we just so don't understand air quality well that's the thing too. um go ahead yeah. sorry i was gonna say no and i and i love you you we were talking earlier you gave the story of uh you know how you, you'd be in one of these army you know oh yeah buildings and you'd be tired and every guy would be falling asleep and you'd walk outside and you'd be like whoa you'd wake right up yeah well it's like one it would be like four in the morning so we all were pretty tired but still like sitting in that room where the the heat everyone just kicks on the heat because it's cold in the morning so the you have the heat going you have 150 soldiers in one you know gymnasium type you know room or maybe one of the computer labs or whatever and immediately after i would say three to five minutes maybe seven you see a lot of, a yeah. lot of bobbleheads start happening. A lot of bobbleheads. And but as soon as you guys all go outside, it's like exactly. it's like a shot of coffee. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, and just yeah. I, on the hospitality perspective, though, it just goes into play that for managers, hotel, you know, cleaners, staff, whatever, um, mm-hmm. that too much of one thing is actually like not too much of one thing is actually a bad thing. Like it's like obviously a common um, saying, you know, too much of one thing can kill you, right? But yeah. um, uh, the fact that too like 
there's that balance between just because it's sanitizer or bleach doesn't mean it's actually good for your, your guests like to, to oh. over overdo and finding that right amount. Like, okay, like, yeah, you bleach your, your white linens to make sure that they stay white and clean and that there's no nastiness to, to the next one guest or the other. But um, overall, like you don't need to drench the place and make it dripping in that. Uh, I think finding the understanding that you're actually doing a disservice to guests by doing too much. There's that. Well, right you're thing. also you're yeah. doing a disservice to your staff yeah. too, right? 100%. Like this is like my dad, chronic exposure to yeah. the massive amounts of dust, like chronic exposure to high VOCs, not good for you. Yeah. Um, it's really not good for you. So in our, it was funny when we started monitoring the edge of uh, office edge air set office, we uh, you could see the days that there was cleaning, like the VOCs mm. would go through the roof. Wow. And so, um, you know, most of the time they were cleaning on the weekend. So, you know, it would sort of mostly air out by the time we got there. But this, these poor people are dealing with very high levels pretty much all day long. And we're talking levels above what um, uh, OSHA, which is uh, mm-hmm. the US sort of uh, health and safety group, well above what they recommend for a workplace. So uh, like above 200 parts per million, mm. um, per billion, sorry. And so we we sort of said to the cleaning staff, like, okay, let let me tell you why you don't want to be using Mr. Something or other. Yeah, I won't say yeah, the name of yeah. it. All the time. Um, it's not good for you. Here are some other things that clean just as well. Da, 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 da. So it was um, so it hasn't been as bad, obviously, now that we've sort of educated them. But I don't think most um, hotels think about this most of they don't they're thinking, they of, really they're don't. thinking of touch like literal touch points right they're thinking of the doorknobs yeah. the kitchen counter if you're an all suite yeah. you have a refrigerator uh the bathroom you know all that stuff obviously and of course the nightstands the lamps yeah. everything yeah you're, you're really thinking about all that stuff but um yeah yeah no, not, not so much there. no people just don't think about the air part and that's the and that's like you want to hear a crazy stat is um, so if you can improve air quality, it reduces the viral load by 89% and also reduces the disease transmission rate by 75%. Dang. So that's, I mean, that has been around for quite a long time. Yeah. Um, and when I say virus, I mean cold and flu. Yeah. Like they've been studying these, these factors since forever. Um, and it's and it's sort of like the, you, you, you hear in the news all the time, viral load, right? Like it's the amount of, virus in the air that's surviving and how likely it is to, to you, you to get sick. The biggest drivers, most people don't realize, and especially in the hotel industry, I think they've asked me like, what's the number one thing I can do? Mm. And I always said, add humidification. Mm. Um, because humidity is, is, is really, really linked to transmissibility. Um, so for example, I've done lots of hospitals um, over the years with Owen and, and the rest of the team at Edge. And uh, operating rooms always have an operating relative humidity between uh, about 40 to 60% relative humidity because just the generally transmissibility is reduced. Um, but I, we've like, I've seen relative humidity at uh, vacation rentals of 10%. Mm. I've been in hotels where it was easily that, um, you know, you wake up feeling mummified yeah. You, you, yeah, especially in the winter, right? Because what ha- it's really bad in the winter mm-hmm. because you're you're heating freezing cold air um, to room temperature air, which just pulls all the moisture out of it. Um, which is surprise, surprise, why cold and flu season is always worst in the winter. Yeah. 
because um, people go indoor, the indoor conditions are dried out. Um, yeah, so those those are that's why I said like humidity. You you can add it just for guest comfort. Yeah, you know, and even if you don't believe me on the air, on the transmissibility side, yeah. it's more comfortable to be in forty to sixty than it is two. So you, you, know, so you five think or 10. 40 to 60 is that good range for most 40 to 60 is the ideal. Okay. Like I would say 30 to 60 is, is just as good, but like ideal is 40 to 60, Interesting. but it's hard to get to 60 when the outdoor air temperature is freezing mm. and you're trying to get it to room temperature. Like Dang. it ain't easy. So do what yeah. vacation rental uh, operators or hotels, do they put humidifiers in every room? Like what's that look like for getting up to the ideal level? Well, there. I mean, you can add it to the to the HVAC system. You like that's the best, most effective way to do it. Um, but it's just it's so rarely added to to projects. Like I'm always surprised. Um, commercial commercial offices in most places in the U.S. have it. Okay. Um, in most places in Canada, for whatever reason, we don't. It's not added to commercial offices in BC all the time, mm. because there's this notion that because we're in a rainforest, it's always nice and humid. Um, <laughs> yeah. They forget that when you heat air, it pulls the humidity out of it <laughs> and it gets dry. Um, same thing when you're conditioning air though, too. Like if you're, if you're in the deep South and it's really humid outside and you're cooling like crazy, you're going to pull all the moisture out of the air. Dang. So you can, you can create the same conditions. Yeah. Man, yeah, that's so, so much behind it that you're, this is, yeah, I just can't imagine. This is such a new world for me. And, you know, talking about, we're always talking about guest experience, destinations. Like this is, there's so much to unpack in that stuff. But then you think about the air quality and what you guys are doing with AirSight and just Operto and all how they all tie together. I don't, yeah, that's way more than, like, I can only be an expert in one thing, and I, I don't think I could go into all that stuff. Well, so much. Well, I'm a generalist in all of it. <laughs> I mean, and most of this data is from you know people way smarter than me, like people from Harvard. Um, one of my favorite guys to follow is uh, Dr. Joseph Allen. He's got great stuff on um, on uh, on indoor air quality, and especially he's like the most popular guy to talk to now around COVID, yeah. um, because yeah, he's he wrote some of the seminal papers uh, around around a lot of this stuff. He's also has done most of the research for productivity. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can. I mean, as we're talking right now, I can even feel it with how like my my uh, the the thermostat set right now i'm like okay it's getting like a little too there's no not enough airflow that i could feel like i'm getting starting to get like that head kind of like uh type feeling i don't know how to describe it really yeah. but yeah fatigue, no. it's fatigue and dizziness yeah, yeah that, kind of it's the, like as you're yeah. now telling me this like i'm super hyper aware of it now it's just like oh gosh air quality everywhere yeah i think and that's one of the things is that like once you and that's why we're so focused with air set on just measurement right yeah. like if people know they can do something about it mm-hmm. um second stage is obviously automating yeah um and you know there's a lot of neat things we can automate um but but yeah first step is is just noting right like the um one of the fun things like dust like we can detect dust um and so one of the things that we've been doing is saying, okay, well, this will is a better measure for when you need to change out your filters. Mm. Um, it's also probably a good measure for how clean a room got. Yeah. <laughs> if a cleaner was in it, right? Um, or uh, yeah, there's just there's a there's just a lot of really useful um, useful things. And well, although you could measure it by how many how much how high the VOCs were. It's a very clean room, <laughs> <laughs> but you've solved one problem and created another. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 
this is the fun part, right? For me, like I like, um, I, I like doing this kind of thing because I like the holistic nature of how things um, work together, which is why like Edge Consultants was, for, was sort of started as a green building consultancy, which is the thing I really, really like. Like mm. I, I like the complexity of, um, you know, sustainable solutions. Well, when I get my first hotel, you're the man I'm calling. I'm getting, oh, yeah. I'm getting everything. I'm like, all right, we're, we're doing it. We're making sure that nothing, no bad air quality, <laughs> no bad thermostats, no nothing. We're going all out for everything that we're doing. Because, oh. yeah. No, no I'm there. I'll do, I'll do it for free. This sounds fun. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I just, I just like, I just like doing this kind of thing. It's, it's, yeah, it's really what drives me. It's the that's fun in, bit. That's incredible. Well, where yeah. can, again, where can people find you? I, I, I definitely want people who are listening to have the opportunity because I think, you know, this is a mm. pretty, this is a topic I've, I've actually never covered air quality um, right. on the podcast. So I think this is especially a, a different type of um, well, it's, it's even like, I mean, it's been in the hotel industry for a while. You yeah. have the uh, allergy free rooms, mm -hmm. which we're talking about removal of VOCs here, right? Yeah. Removal of chemicals in the air. Um, and, and also dust. I mean, a lot of people have dust allergies, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Aside from seasonal, um, you know, the pollen, pollen. thing. But yeah, you can, uh, well, you can find the airset stuff at airset.com. Um, two S's. So basic idea around that name is that air is an asset. Mm. That's like that. the two T's, right? Yeah. So, cause air is, it's, it's the, it's probably our greatest asset in a lot of ways <laughs> next to water, right? Yeah. <laughs> air and water are two greatest assets. You cannot live without either one of them. Um, but it's just a really unmeasured asset. And we, and I don't think we realize it. Like if the head of HR ever realized how important air quality was um like even temperature like a lot of people don't realize that if you get to 33 degrees celsius or 91 fahrenheit people's productivity drops by 24 percent mm. sorry 15 percent 15 percent okay that's yeah. what the studies show right like that's a pretty big drop on temperature and i've been in offices that have gotten that hot um in the summer right okay. they just you know they, their Sorry. air conditioning broke down yeah. or whatever the case may be um so yeah it's it's you'd be surprised and so think about your back office staff think about your cleaners right like they, they're the lifeblood of how your business functions whether you're hotel management whether you're office whatever the case may be yeah so yeah website is airset.com and then um you've put up there operto before operto.com yeah. uh restavio is restavio.com r-e-s-t-a-v-i-o um so those those are the main ones and edge is edge c dot ca perfect it's a very canadian <laughs> one so but my yeah those those are the three places you'll find my fingerprints <laughs> you won't find i spend most of my day in air set though no that's incredible fingerprints yeah yeah i do i do a little too much i just i like i'm like you right like yeah. you have uh do a podcast today honestly the podcast today still impresses me well a three podcast <laughs> i have three podcasts i got my morning show on mondays i got slick talk yeah. again and then we have the new one that's our entrepreneurial like hospitality shark tank um yeah and yeah. you have a, uh, a property management business yeah yeah we're just rocking right rolling, so yeah. yeah you're 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 saying like yeah just, jack jack of all trades but master at none right is, 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 yeah the, well the we're, we're just restless souls i guess yeah well it's, it's just, just like it for me it goes into the 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 destination air concept, you know, being wired to create. Right. So I think, yes. I think that's where 
like I've always tried to struggle, I, not struggle. I've always tried to understand and realize why I was so super passionate about one thing. And then like once it was like, kind of like you say, solved or um, no, no longer needing that attention that it was like, okay, off to the next. And I'd be like, I would be so passionate about these certain things. And then it's like, but my, you know, my family or friends, and you're so inconsistent. It was like, no, I, I, I go in, I help, I, I create something, I do something, I learn. And then I pretty much like, it's good. It's good to go. It doesn't need me. So well, it's wired to create, I think, and wired to serve. Mm. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. like, cause the hospitality industry is in service to others. Consulting is service yeah. to others. Your podcast is kind of a service to others, right? Like mm. trying to put out the word to help people get better at what they're doing. Um, and I've, I've always said that if you're always in service to others, you will probably always succeed. Interesting. Um, yeah. Like it's just a good thing to be doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, virtuous good, circle hopefully yeah right? hopefully good karma you know exactly yeah i love that yeah. i think that yeah we're very no i i can't stop thinking about and i, I i'm gonna butcher it now that i'm trying to think of what the word was but that uh the japanese word that you you uh, sent me after our first oh, episode omotenashi yes omotenashi yeah. so yeah the, the yeah. anticipation of needs and, and and guest service and just how that that overall like you know, term or idea of anticipating someone's needs. Uh, yeah. It, before it, they ask for them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I've, it's I've been, the, yeah, it's a Japanese word for hospitality, but it's, it's a, it's a complex word. Yeah. yeah it's, it's hospitality, but it doesn't, it's not hospitality. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, I've yeah. been obsessed with that ever since you sent me that article. And I was just like, yeah, oh, oh, I, I'm going to butcher saying it, but you know, Oh, oh Omotenashi. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's just so, it's super incredible to think about. And so I think that's definitely a word that you and I probably have in our, in our dictionary multiple, multiple ways, uh, especially with yeah everything you're doing, but yeah. Um, said different ways. So yeah. It doesn't matter how you say it. Yeah. You could just say the Japanese word for hospitality is probably good enough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, well, I lived in Japan for two years, which is why oh, I can do these Japanese Oh, that's awesome. Words. That's, a, yeah. I didn't know that part. I did not. Yeah. Oh, no, cool. no, that's where, uh, that's where I actually, that's where I caught SARS back in 2003. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. Uh, yeah, no, it wasn't good. It's yeah, not no, fun at all. No, <laughs> it does not sound great. I definitely don't recommend that. Um, <laughs> no, no, I don't. But I'll, I'll make sure to tag everything in the show notes for everyone who's listening. Um, I feel like every time you and I talk, we could probably, I'm pretty sure someday in person, have multiple beers and multiple hours to continue and we just be talk, talk, talk. Like we have so much that we could probably unpack. Um, yeah. I've got a million questions for you. Someday I'm going to reverse this <laughs> and I'm going to be interviewing you. <laughs> Here, I'll help. If you have a podcast idea, I'll help you create it and I'll be one of your first guests there and we'll oh. master it. How about that? Be yeah, a, I a do. I would need your help because I have no idea what I'd be doing. <laughs> yeah. Trust me. Sometimes I feel like I don't either, but whatever uh no it's all good but michael seriously thanks for being on the show again and thank you for bringing you know i think this is something that i definitely want to explore more so i'm pretty sure it'll be an episode three or something a third appearance on the on the on the podcast um to cover more because i think as we're you know more recovery mode hopefully for the industry um mm -hmm. air quality and sustainability and multiple different um appearances will become a bigger topic than than not yeah. No, yeah. always, always happy to chat with you. You know that. Awesome. Well, sweet. Well, all my slick talkers, you know what I normally do is I put all the links in the show notes. So go ahead, check them out. Airset, Operto, Stavio, Hotel.School. I think we covered so many businesses and companies in this episode more than, more than most, but it's just great resources, great stuff. So check them out. 
in the show notes, and we will see you guys tomorrow or next week whenever you listen. Thank you so much for listening. We love your support and want to provide the best we can to all our listeners. So please find us online, social media, and on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. What's up, everybody? If you've gotten this far into the episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, then you are amazing. And thank you so much for tuning in. We want to send you two places really quickly. If you can, check out the show notes and click the hospitality.fm link. Check out all of our other shows on the podcast network. And don't forget, if you have someone that you want to hear on the podcast, then fill out the guest fill out form so that way we can get them on the show. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy another episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast.